I want to welcome you to day five of our look together through John chapter seven and daily drive time devotions. You remember that we've been looking through the ways that we try to quench our spiritual thirst. And we've seen in this chapter that political answers don't work, human strategies. Philosophical answers don't work, human ideas. Popular answers don't work, looking at the voice of the crowd. Religious answers don't work, trying to control God through my religious rules or ideas or my religious themes. What does work? Well, you've known the answer all week long, but let me read for you the answer. Verses 37 to 44. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not yet been given, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. On hearing his words, some of the people said, Surely this man is the prophet. Others said, He is the Christ. Still others asked, How can the Christ come from Galilee? Does not the scripture say that the Christ will come from David's family and from Bethlehem, from the town where David lived? And thus the people were divided because of Jesus. Some wanted to seize him, but no one laid a hand on him. Who can satisfy our inner thirst? What can satisfy our inner thirst? Only Jesus. Only Jesus. Now, let me tell you how dramatic this picture really is of what happened on that day, the last and greatest day of the feast. Each morning of this feast, the Feast of Tabernacles, just after dawn, the high priest would lead a celebrating parade of worshipers from the temple down to the nearby pool of Siloam. And there he would fill a golden pitcher with water. And he would carry this golden pitcher back through the south gate of the temple, which was called the water gate, by the way. And the people would recite Isaiah chapter 12, verse 3. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Besides being a prayer for the rain of the harvest, this offering that was going to be given also served as a reminder of God's promise in Joel chapter 2. Joel 2, 28 to 29, God promises to pour out his spirit on all mankind. So imagine this scene from John 7. Jerusalem is filled with worshipers who packed the city for this celebration. And with this ceremony that had happened every day on everyone's mind, perhaps perhaps even at the dramatic moment when this pitcher of water is, is to be poured out, Jesus' voice raises above the crowd, and Jesus says, Jesus shouts, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Do you see how shocking that is? He was claiming to be the fulfillment of all their hopes, all their dreams. It would be like someone standing up against the backdrop of the 4th of July fireworks show and shouting, if anyone wants true freedom, let him come to me. It is found in me. Jesus is claiming to be able to fulfill us as nothing else can. Come to me, Jesus said. Neither deny your thirst nor focus on your thirst, but recognize your thirst and come to me. You were created with a thirst for God. You and I are thirsty people, spiritually. One of the most important questions I face, you face every day of your life is this, where am I going to get my spiritual thirst quenched? Satan comes and tempts you with all kinds of answers, financial gain, sexual sin, higher position. Those will quench that inner thirst. Philosophy, politics, opinion, they're all lies. And you know they're lies, but Satan keeps telling the lie. Even the positive things in our lives cannot quench this thirst. 
as important as our relationships are, as wonderful as a moment of relaxation can be, as significant as living out the purpose of ministry can be, they cannot quench the thirst, the need of a connection with God. That day, amidst the sounding trumpets, the shouting of the rejoicing multitudes, and and the pouring out of the water, Jesus is giving them a picture. Remember that the pouring out of that water not only symbolized the pouring out of the Spirit, it was also a reminder of the rock. The rock in the wilderness out of which water had poured to fulfill the needs of the thirsty people as they headed towards the promised land. That rock, that rock pictured something. The Bible tells us what it pictures. 1 Corinthians 10, 3 to 4. They all ate the same spiritual food and they all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that accompanied them. And that rock was Christ. The Bible makes it clear. Are you thirsty? Do you have spiritual thirst? Then choose to believe. And Jesus says, for those who believe, if you will believe in me, the result will be not just water flowing in, but streams of water flowing out. Enough water that it not only flows into my life, but flows out of my life in joy. That is the ultimate thirst quencher. Not Gatorade or Powerade, but the Holy Spirit. That quenches this inner thirst that we all have in our lives. Now, before we move on to say more about how God quenches our thirst, I just want you to note verse 39. This verse, this one verse, has a whole history of truth in it about the Holy Spirit. There are a lot of questions that people have when they read that the Spirit is is a Spirit whom those who believed in Him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not yet been given. What is this talking about? Well, the history of the work of the Holy Spirit is that prior to Jesus coming into this world, the Holy Spirit did come into people's lives, but just for a time just for a specific purpose. After the coming of Jesus, after what happened on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit came to indwell believers. That's what this is talking about here. Empowering spirit before Jesus, he would come to empower people for a time. Indwelling spirit after Jesus, that's the door that Jesus opened up, starting with Acts chapter 2. Now the truth here is that God has sent his spirit to quench this inner thirst through what Jesus has done in our lives, for our lives. And the question is, how do I drink? How how do I drink of this living water? And Jesus answers that question. Those who believe, whoever believes in me, in verse 38, you believe. You let his life flow into you and then through you. Are you thirsty, spiritually thirsty? Maybe you've never believed in Jesus. You're listening through this gospel of John because you want to understand what it means to believe in Jesus. This is Jesus shouting to you, are you thirsty? Come to me. I'll quench that thirst that you have. As a believer in Christ, are you thirsty? Have you been looking to other things, maybe even good things, to quench that thirst that's in, deep within you? Are you thirsty? Instead of trying everything else first, why not start with belief? Now, Jesus doesn't promise here to give us perfect circumstances. He does promise to quench our inner thirst. If you're thirsty for a relationship, believe. If you're thirsty for financial security, believe. If you're thirsty for inner peace, believe. If you're thirsty for significance, you believe. You see, in the details of our life, the relationships of our lives, the inner heart that we live with, the significance that we need in our lives, the secret to it all is you start with belief. 
Don't hope that somehow finances are going to quench that thirst, or even that somehow ministry, as great as it might be, is going to quench that thirst. It will not. Only a relationship with Jesus Christ will. You see, you do ministry out of the quenching of your thirst that comes from your relationship with him. When you try to do ministry hoping it will quench your thirst, you become more and more thirsty even though you're serving God. Now, there's a way we think about this that I want to be careful of. When we think about Jesus quenching our thirst, meeting our needs, we think, you know, if I pray, then Jesus will give me what I want, and then my thirst will be quenched. And I want you to see, to not miss the fact that there's something much deeper here than that. Jesus will quench your thirst, and he will quench your thirst so deeply that whether or not you get the thing you want, you still will have your thirst quenched. Now, it's okay to talk to God about the things that you want. You should. You should. It is not okay to look to the things that you want to do what they can never do, what they were never meant to do, to quench your deepest thirst. The thing that you want can take its right place when you begin with your relationship with Jesus Christ. And notice that when Jesus said this, anyone thirsty, come to me, that this statement divided people. Some said he was the Christ, the prophet. That refers to Moses' prophecy of the coming Messiah. It means the same thing as the Christ in their terms. And some instead asked questions about how this could be. And some wanted to lay their hands on him and arrest him. Some had their spiritual thirst quenched that day. Others stayed thirsty. We think about our spiritual thirst. I'd like to pray. And for some of you, this may be one of the most significant prayers that you've ever prayed. Just simply look to Jesus Christ and say to him, Jesus, I'm tired. I'm thirsty. Because I've been looking to everyone else and everything else to have my thirst quenched. And with all my effort, I am still thirsty. I'm thirsty. I I come to you. I pray that you would quench my thirst. I pray that you would teach me to do this throughout the day, every day. I come to you. You you promised, Jesus, if you will come to me, if you believe in me. I'm not asking you to make every circumstance in my life perfect. I know we're on earth, not in heaven yet. And I know you haven't promised to do that. But I know that you have promised to quench this deepest thirst in my heart, in my soul. I'm tired of going to other places and staying thirsty. I come to you and I pray that as you promised, not only would you quench my thirst, but out of me would flow streams of living water. An encouragement to my life and to the lives of all that are around me. Quench my thirst, Jesus, I pray. I pray it in your name. I pray in the name of the living water. Amen. Join us next week. We're going to continue together in our study of the Gospel of John, looking together at John chapter 8. 